Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I am committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This is episode number 51, and we are chatting with Casey Barnes of Mama Knows Nutrition. Y'all know that sleep is the foundation of your health. I share that with you often. The next thing that happens once your child is sleeping well, they are going through a growth spurt because the growth hormones are only secreted during sleep. So once your child is just rocking this whole sleep thing, they are starting to grow, they're hungry, and we need to focus on your child's nutrition. In today's episode, I asked Casey to really focus in on the two to four-year-old notoriously picky eaters, and we dig deep about really taking those labels off, how we can take the battles of dinner time away, and just enjoy your toddler's time at the table. So I know you're going to enjoy today's episode with Casey. Casey, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to introduce you to the Little Z's community, and I am especially eager to talk about what you do because I know so many of my clients and so many of my listeners are eager to hear from you. So welcome, and I'd love for you to share with us where you're located, about your family, a little bit about you, what you do. Well, hi. I'm so happy to be here. I could talk about nutrition all day long, so I'm excited to have this opportunity. Um, I live in Dallas with my family. I have a four-year-old. He just turned four in January and a baby who is 16 months, and I feel like I'm always losing track of how old she is because it just goes by so fast with the second one. But I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, and I focus on mainly helping kids who are birthed to six years old is such a crucial time in setting up a lifetime of healthy habits. So that's what I like to focus on the most. So I do one-on-one nutrition counseling with families. And I also do, um, I write a blog and I'm on social media. I just love connecting with moms. So I try to find them where they are. And a lot of people are on social media. So that's what I try to do. You do a really great job of that as well because I gravitate towards, um, of course, like we all love images and things, but you do a really great job. And if you aren't following her at Mama Knows Nutrition, pause this podcast and go follow her and then come back. But I just love how you you really do like you engage really well with like with pain points that we're struggling with. Um, and you do that so well through like your stories and being able to show that through like your own kids and what you do and giving advice. And you re- you really do a wonderful job of all that. So I am so glad that I found you because so many good things to pick up on. Um, So let's get into, I love how you said you work birth to six years old. And that is like a huge range. I also love that you do one-on-one, which we can talk about one-on-one coaching later. Um, But I want to dig a little bit deeper into like a niche of the toddler age. Like I'm talking like two to four. So toddler preschooler, these are the bulk of listeners who are always struggling with the picky eater syndrome, um, labeling their child as they're a picky eater. And I would love to know for you, I, I see on your highlight reel on Instagram, like you have a whole section about picky eating. Is this something that is like super common? Do you feel like it's a label that we kind of throw around too often? And what are your thoughts on picky eating? Yes. So this is something I talk about a lot because I get questions about it all the time. And the thing is, Picky eating is actually really normal for this age range, especially the two to four, like you said. And I call it picky eating because that's what other people call it. But I would love to throw out that label altogether 
just because it's part of a normal development. Not every kid, you know, it's going to differ for every kid. They grow so rapidly as babies, and then that growth really tapers off as they get into that toddler age range, and they just don't have the same appetite that they did. And so a lot of times that lower appetite translates to them being more selective with what they're eating because they're coming to mealtime, they're not that hungry. So then they get labeled, labeled as a picky eater when really it's just kind of normal development for them. And a lot of times they'll pick back up as they get a little bit older, but it is a long couple of years of feeling like, oh, my kid is not eating what I'm giving them. Yeah. Then that's so frustrating. It's even as like my kids are great eaters. Like I wouldn't say that they're picky eaters, but day to day they can be picky or meal to meal. They're picky. Like I can give them hot dogs at lunch and then the next day give them hot dogs. And they're like, I don't like that anymore. I'm like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> You love yes, these I always say as soon as I buy like the Costco size of something, my kids decide they don't like that anymore. You're like, what? I, I know that struggle. That's a that's real. So yeah. I love that you want to throw out the label of like picky eating because I do. I think we toss that around so much and label it just like we do with like, oh, my kid's just a bad sleeper. No, we need to learn these skills. Or my kid is just a picky eater. No, that's normal. There's things that we can work through with it. Um, but I would love to look at, okay, we've got a mom who says their child is picky and they're approaching that dinner time. And we all sometimes feel this like anxiety of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to get my kid to eat? Are they going to eat it? Is this going to be a battle? What do you want? Like what, as, as far as your nutrition counseling goes, like how do you want parents to really envision dinner time? Like, should it be a battle of the wills for them or should it be something easy and breezy? And how, how should we approach dinner time? Dinner time should absolutely not be a battle. And I know that it can be hard to get there, but you totally can get there to a place where dinner time is a relaxed experience. And a lot of that comes from what expectations we have for ourselves as moms. I see that moms put so much pressure on themselves and they think, I'm not a good mom if my kid doesn't eat vegetables or I'm a bad mom if they don't eat dinner. You know, we just put so much of this on ourselves and it doesn't have to be. So one of the main things that I say to approach dinner time and all meals is that you are in charge of what is served and your child is in charge of how much or if they eat. And simply dividing that and taking the pressure off of yourself of whether they eat or not is a huge change in mindset for a lot of people, but it's a really important one to adopt. And you're not going to get there overnight, but um, just having that shift of like, if they don't eat, it's okay. Because kids aren't going to eat at every single meal. We don't need to cater to them when they refuse something that we put out. And I want parents to think of more their nutrition as throughout the day and throughout the week instead of just at each meal. So we don't need to focus on whether they ate at dinner tonight, because maybe they had a big breakfast and that carried them throughout the day, which is really normal. So when we come to mealtime, the most important thing is to try to come in relax. You're not forcing your child to eat. You're not even forcing them to eat one bite. It's really just up to them. So you're putting out the food, you have a variety of options for them. One thing that I always recommend is to do um, at least one thing that they that you know that they like, even if they 
don't want to eat it today. You know, you said sometimes they like it yesterday, today, but something that in general that they like having one thing at dinner so that you know, okay, if they are truly hungry, they can eat this one thing. They can ask for more. There are nights where my son, like last night, for example, we had bison burgers that my friend made for me, but um, we had bison burgers and buns and some pineapple and green beans. My son ate pineapple and bread and that was it. And then he was done. Some nights he might come to that same exact meal and eat absolutely nothing. But I know that he likes fruit. And so if I at least have that there, I know that if he's hungry, he can eat it. So all that to say, I just recommend that parents have that one thing that their kid likes and that can help give them that peace of mind that if they are hungry, they will eat at least that one thing. Yeah. There's something that you said, I'm going to, there's like, I, I wrote just down a couple of notes because there's so many good things that you just said and all of that. And I think for one, I teach so often about toddlers. They want responsibility. Like they want to have a job so desperately, but they don't know what to do with responsibility. And so I love that you make that charge that like, Hey, mommy's responsibility is to make the food. Your responsibility is to eat something, right? Like you can choose what you want to eat and you have the free choice to choose what you want to eat. I can't will you to eat your green beans, but if you want to eat your pineapple, you can eat your pineapple. And I think that is such a good like mental shift for us to be like, okay, I'm in charge of doing this, but you're in charge of doing that. It's not my job to force food down your throat. And it is going to be what they choose. I think that is so powerful to recognize. Absolutely. And I love that you talked about choice because for toddlers, especially, it can be really great to give them a little bit of choice and give them, you know, they want to have some control. And a lot of times we get into those power struggles because they want control, but, you know, we're trying to say I'm the parent. And um, so something that I do recommend is if your child can be involved with you in the planning or the making of the meal and you can say, oh, would you prefer raw broccoli or roasted broccoli? Or even at the grocery store, let's choose a vegetable to try for dinner tonight. Why don't you pick from this or this? And just giving them, you know, you're still in charge, but they feel like they're included and they have some of this decision making when you give them that choice. Yes. We just started doing that. Like it just dawned on me the other day, like, oh, <laughs> I can let them choose. And like I said, they're good eaters. They're two and four, but we do like a, a delivery box meal service every week. And so we have like all our cards laying out. And so lately the past couple of nights, we're like, Hey, do you want the pasta or do you want the chicken? And they'll choose together. And sometimes we just leave the card out like all day and they'll come around and look at it and be like, mm, yeah, we'll have that. And sometimes they change their mind and sometimes they totally disagree, but it's like almost for them, they, yes, they were enabled to have the opportunity to have a voice and then they're much more likely to maybe try it, maybe not eat the whole thing, but maybe have a bite of it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. This is something I do with my son every single morning. I actually, I have these as a download on my site, but I have these breakfast menu cards and it's just all the common foods that we have for breakfast all the time. And we are getting into this struggle of like him wanting Cheerios every morning. So he came downstairs and I want Cheerios. And I was like, wait a second, I'm not even awake right now. And so the way that we've kind of combated that is by the night before, if I remember before at bedtime, I'll choose three of his breakfast cards of things that I know I'm willing to make in the morning and I have on hand. And then I can say, okay, your choices for tomorrow are oatmeal, smoothie, or waffles. 
and then he chooses. And it's been a life changer for me. Just mornings are hectic and um, it's been so nice to give him some of that control. But like I was the one who chose them. Yes. He chose. Oh, it's all about manipulation. (laughs) (laughs) It really truly is. And I love that. But we feel like we're giving them a, uh, we're giving them the voice within our own boundaries. I think that is so important. The other thing I wanted to bring up, I mean, there's so much goodness that you just covered. I love the idea. And I try to remember this. It's just so hard that we aren't looking at like, oh, in this one day, did my toddler eat all their vegetables, all their fruit, all their this, because it is. It should be like a holistic look at their week or the few days. Could you tell us a little bit more about maybe releasing that stress about that one day and all the nutrition in that one day versus the whole week, especially this two to four range? Yes, absolutely. So it varies so much. And I do, even when I work with my clients one-on-one and I look at their diet, I look at a three to four day range to really give me an idea of what they're taking in because one day is not going to show the whole picture and their appetite really does vary from day to day. I mean, think about your own self. You're not hungry for the exact same amount of food every single day. Maybe you worked out that morning and you're hungrier that day. So kids are the same way. And in this toddler, you know, with development and growth, nothing is linear. It's always changing. So I want parents to really know that it's okay if one day they seem to just not eat anything as long as you're offering those regular meals and snacks throughout the day, that's really all you can do. And you're giving them that opportunity. So I know parents get worried, especially, you know, you come out of that baby phase where they're eating a lot, they're drinking their formula or breast milk, you know, all day long. And then you come out of that phase and it really does change. And it takes some getting used to, to be okay with they're not going to eat what we think is enough every single day, but it's okay. As long as they're growing well and you're going to your pediatrician checkups and they say everything looks great with their growth, then that can help give you peace of mind that even though there are going to be plenty of days where they don't seem to eat much at all, or some days where they eat a ton, it's normal to have that fluctuation. Yeah. I think, I think that's so true, especially as we do have a hard time transitioning out of like 12, 13 months old when you're like, oh, you're not having a bottle every three hours. Wait, what? And how much do I offer you? I know for my friends and my clients, that is a huge struggle. Like when you're coming out of the baby into the toddler zone. And again, I know you have tons of resources on all kinds of things that we, I would love to get into that, but I really want to stay focused because I'm like rabbit trailing my own brain. And I, I want to really look at like, even still the, like the two to four year old range. Um, the one thing that yes, we carry from their baby and then still sometimes struggle as toddler preschoolers is the amount of milk intake. And a lot of my clients are really struggling with this picky eater syndrome, thinking that, well, they're picky eaters, so I've got to fill them up with milk so they at least sleep well all night long. And if you followed me and listened to me any amount of time, you know that I'm actually anti-milk right before bed for older kids because it does cause nighttime issues. And those are other podcasts I get into, but I would love to hear from you more about this idea that, okay, if you didn't eat your food, then you can at least have a ginormous sippy cup of milk. And what are your thoughts on milk and snack and kind of intake for children. Yes. So milk is huge. And I do think 
you know, I don't want parents to feel bad about this because we do go from that baby phase of them having milk all the time and then it really needs to shift. So I see a lot of kids who come to me who are labeled as picky eaters and it's really because they are drinking milk a lot throughout the day. They're drink, And even though they've ditched the bottle, they still have that sippy cup. And it really is kind of this self-fulfilling thing where the more milk that they have, the less that they want to eat. The And if they know that that milk is coming, a lot of kids, they're smart at this age. They'll choose not to eat in favor of that milk because it's comforting to them. They know what they're getting. They like having their sippy cup. So it's this pattern that you fall into and it's not on purpose. It just, you know, as a parent, you have that strong desire for your kid to get what they need. And so a lot of parents think that the milk is how to get them what they need. I recommend to moms that they do no more than two to three cups. So no more than 16 to 24 ounces of milk in a day. And I really even like to make that more like two cups of milk and with meals instead of having that milk alone time. One of the reasons actually is nutritionally related. They do absorb the vitamins and minerals in that milk better when they're having it with food, but also just from that behavioral standpoint of saying, okay, we're shifting away from milk as our nutrition source and we're moving more towards eating meals with the family where that's where we have an opportunity to eat. Yes. I, you guys, this is audio recorded, not video recorded, but I was like giving Casey praise hands. Cause like, oh my gosh, thank you for saying all of this. It's so important because it is such a struggle for so many of my listeners and my clients really wrapped up in like, but we have to, I thought we had to have three cups of milk a day or three, not even three cups. I'm saying like sippy cups or even sometimes still bottles of milk. And you just so hit it perfectly. It's that comfort, not necessarily in the sleep world that you're having the sippy cup or bottle to go to sleep on, which is different, but that they still see it as this like comfort of, oh, well, you're exactly right. I don't need to eat. I'm going to have a giant cup of milk here soon. And I'll just have that instead of eating my food. So, and I didn't know that, like you just said, that it's actually better to drink your milk as with the meal because you're going to absorb more of the vitamins and nutrients. That's, that's awesome. I didn't even know that. That's so, so great. So I am extremely grateful and excited. You just said all of that. It's so, so, so important. So what are some things that you would share with the family as kind of a takeaway on, okay, imagine a, a mom who has a child who has just three to four giant cups of milk a day. They say that their child is a picky eater. What is something that they could, you know, actionably do today to help start to change some of these habits? Yeah, the first thing that I would really say to do is just to take one away. So reduce by one over a couple of days because there you may get some pushback from your toddler. And especially if this has been the routine for a while, it is going to be an uncomfortable change. But know that you can come out on the other side of this and things are going to be a lot better for both of you. So just by reducing, taking away one cup of milk is a great place to start. Another really great thing that they can do right now is to 
like I said before, to switch away from offering milk at times where it's not a meal time and bring the milk to that meal. They may still only choose to drink milk at that meal and not eat anything, but at least we're shifting and saying, okay, this is a meal time. We're sitting together and this is part of our meal. It's not the only thing that's available. And you don't have to tell them you have to eat anything. It's just that we're now shifting that mindset away from this is my milk drinking time to this is our family meal time. Yes, I love that. And I also love that we want to make family meal time more of the standard with our two and four-year-olds. We don't want them to be having their their meal of a sippy cup of milk over on the couch somewhere else. Like we need to have this meal time communally together. I love that. Yes. Eating is emotional, even for our youngest kids. And we want to start out with these habits really early on to encourage a healthy relationship with food and just what our expectations are and just shifting that away from, yeah, we don't want them drinking milk by themselves on the couch or in front of the TV. We want them to be with us. And, you know, not every meal. There are times where I'm doing dishes while my kids are eating just because, that's life. And I needed to do that. But overall, we do want it to be more of a family time. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I'm so grateful. I just wanted to go into like a million different trails with you because there were so many things I was thinking of. So I was really trying to remain focused on these, these toddlers, preschoolers who are a joy, but also a struggle and frustrating, but wonderful. And I just really want families to recognize that mealtime can be fun. It doesn't have to be a battle, just like sleep. And I'm so grateful you were here. And for um, everyone who's listening, you mentioned your breakfast cards, you mentioned you blog. How can we follow you, get in touch with you? How can our listeners do that? My website is mamanosnutrition.com. It's M-A-M-A, nosenutrition.com. And I'm on Instagram every single day, and I'm there at mama knows underscore nutrition. So hopefully you can link yes. them over to that. So I will link everything here in the show notes for sure. <laughs> I am so glad you were here. And yes, um, Casey, I'd love for just the last little bit, could you share how could families work one-on-one? Do you do that virtually? Can our listeners work with you one-on-one? Absolutely. I do most of my clients I see virtually. So they can just uh, go to my website. I have my services listed there, but they can always email me at mamanosnutrition at gmail.com. And I do work with parents on picky eating and we can definitely work through that. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. I think it's so important, not just myself being a consultant, but I think it's so important that we have people in our lives who can visually see us, you know, even across the computer screen, get to know us and actually help our specific situations. I think it's so important. So thank you so much for being here. I really enjoy chatting with you. Thank you. I did too. And like I said, I could talk about this all day long. So <laughs> I love it. it. Well, fun. I'll, I'll hop over to Instagram and hear you talk more. It'd be awesome. Thanks. Okay. As Casey and I were talking today, there were so many moments where I wanted to absolutely get into other topics. So I know there are questions and there are things that you want to ask Casey and you can connect with her on Instagram, on her blog and see what she has to say because I really value her take on making nutrition simple. So I'm so grateful for Casey being here today. You guys, I am just thrilled that you are here and if you are still hanging on, would you scroll down in the show notes and leave us a review here on iTunes because it means the world to hear how this podcast has touched your family's life wherever you are in the world. Thanks guys. Sweet dreams. See you next time.